Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Mystery, Suspense, Dramas, and Horrors, where we bring to you the most mysterious tales that the golden age of radio had to offer. And now... With over 200 episodes made, originally airing on NBC Radio Network from 1944 to 1950, we bring to you Boston Blackie. Yes. 600 on Calabash in a fog. Check. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Rally 200 on Wise Guy in the first. Yep. Okay. Round Robin 150 on Mystic in the second. Lag on the five. 1,000 on Howard in the eighth to show. Got it. Check. Okay. 50 on Malloway in the second. 200 on Calabash in a four. Right. I got it. Another 100 on Yep. 500 on Calabash in the fifth. Yeah. About time you guys noticed me. Hey, Carl. Guy at the door has a gun. A stick up. I'm asking a gun usually means a stick up, boys. Don't any of you move till I say it's okay. Keep those hands up in the air. I'll accept you. Me? Yeah, you. Take the money on that table, brush it into the sack. Come on, come on, hurry. Better do as he says. You're telling me. Hurry it up. Come on, come on. <laughs> Must be 10,000 there. Sucker money, huh? You're a sucker if you think you're going to live long enough to spend it. I'll spend it, and I'll be back someday for more. All right, come on, you toss that sack over here. Okay. Yeah, catch it. Good boy, you didn't try to throw it in my face. And listen, boys, don't any of you try to follow me out of here, or I'll start using this gun. Tough guy, aren't you? All you mugs think you're tough when you got a gun in your hand. Sorry to disappoint you, boys, but I have a reputation for being a gentleman, not a mug. Maybe I ought to tell you who I am. So you know I mean it when I say the first guy to follow me out of here, the first to stop a slug. Yeah, give us your name, address, and telephone number. We'll give you a tip on a horse someday. Well, I'm just telling you so you'll know I'll keep my promise about shooting if any of you guys get cute. I'm Boston Blackie. And now on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy... Friend to those who have no friend. Sit down, Larson, sit down. Have a peanut. <laughs> no, thanks, Haynes. I don't like peanuts. <clears throat> Too bad. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> well, you like jazz, don't you? Most fat men do. Take one. Well... If I get much fatter, I'll have to take two. Yeah, you will. <laughs> nice to see you, Larson. I need cheering up. Well, they tell me misery loves company. So I thought I'd come up and be miserable with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Your horse room get robbed, too? Last night. Took $18,000. Ah, you must be doing pretty well. Do you want to have a peanut? No, thanks. I don't like them. That's too bad. 
You don't know what you're missing. I know I'm missing $18,000. And that's not peanuts, huh? <laughs> no. Who held you up? Any idea? Same fellow who robbed your place. Oh, Blackie, huh? Well, he said he was Blackie. But would Boston Blackie really do a stick-up? Why not? Oh, he's too smart for a thing like that. He's not so smart he can find a way to live without eating. He's overboard for charities. A gymnasium he set up for kids must have cost him plenty. And that's only one of the things he's backing. Let's not worry about Blackie. He always does okay. Well, he's getting so big for his boots, he thinks he can get away with holding us up because... Well, because, uh... We're not licensed operators. <laughs> he knows we can't squawk to the police, so he thinks he's safe. Well, you know, that's really what I come up to see you about. Are we going to let Blackie get away with robbing us? You kidding? I got plans for Blackie. Big plans. I'll take care of him. Um, really ought to try a peanut. No. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. To whom do I make out this receipt, Mrs. Martin? To the Manchester Charities, Blackie. And also write, received from Mrs. Clara Martin. All right. This is Clara Martin. You're sure our organization wants to spend this much, Mrs. Martin? Yes. We all voted at the same time we decided you would head the purchasing committee. I'm very proud you selected me. Even though I have a hunch my friend Mary Wesley talked you into it. <laughs> I'll work on this right away. We want to buy this home immediately, Blackie. The need is terribly urgent. Children's homes are miserably crowded. The real estate man said he'd hold the property only until tomorrow midnight. Good enough. Well... There's your receipt, Mrs. Martin. Thank you very much, Blackie. And here's the money in this envelope. $20,000. Oh, you didn't have to bring cash, you know. A certified check would have done just as well. I didn't know that. This is uh, all very new to me. Well, it's all right. Mrs. Martin, I'll go out and see about the purchase of that house tomorrow morning. Fine. And I'm going to try to get it for less than 20000 too. I'll phone you tomorrow and let you know how I make out with the real estate agent. Thank you. I'll be waiting to hear from you. Oh, uh, you won't be nervous with $20,000 in cash in your apartment, will you? I'll put it in the safe right now and uh, sit up all night long with a shotgun across my knees, Mrs. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Blackie. The children will appreciate what you're doing. Goodbye, Blackie. Goodbye, Mrs. Martin. Mm-hmm. Oh, back again, Mrs. Martin. Come in. Guess I ain't making an intrusion now, am I, Matt? Huh? Who are you? A guy to Boston up to pay you an anti-sociable call. A what? A call with an expression of business. Sorry if this is making an intrusion on you, Blackie. I used my etiquette and stood out in the hall till the old dame departed. Look, who are you and what are you... Oh. <laughs> I might have known... With every face like yours, there's a gun. Only the gun is always prettier. Sure, I'm sorry to do this to you, Blackie. I know it ain't polite to point, especially a gun. But a guy's got to make a livelihood and... Never mind the apologies. What do you want? First, I want to offer you a little friendly tip. The boss don't like the idea of you cutting in on his profits, and especially in such a crude manner. That's interesting. 
It's of great importance to the length of your long liberty, Blackie. Oh? The boss says you ain't flashing no rod in any of his wagering establishments anymore, or else you ain't living anymore. Hey, now, wait a minute. I hate what do you... to talk to you like this, Blackie, but I'm only working for a livelihood and imparting to you the boss's sentiments. And I'm also taking everything you got to sort of teach you a lesson. Look, you don't think... Don't don't me, Blackie. I sure hate to do this, but I, I know. Got... You have to make a livelihood. Yeah. And I don't want to have to impair your health in doing it. To keep your hands up while I see what's around. It... Ah, it's safe. And open, too. Nothing but papers in there. Maybe. Since you were so polite as to have the safe open, I'll be polite and take what's in it. Ah, jewelry. Blackie, you should be ashamed. You were kidding me. And this envelope looks interesting. Look, that envelope isn't mine. And what's in it is... Money. United States currency. Thanks, Blackie. You're extremely generous. Look, take everything else in the apartment, but leave that envelope. That's charity money. It doesn't belong to me. That's right. It belongs to my boss now. You take that money now, and I'm going to... Now, Blackie, don't get angry. I don't want to be harsh with you. So let you be likewise with me. So long, Blackie. Wait a minute. I'm warning you. If you take ah, that now, money, I'm going to... Blackie, be nice. Haven't I been nice and polite to you? You want more of anything, Blackie? Yeah. The waiter's looking over this way. No, no, Jane. No, I guess I've had enough for one meal. <laughs> <laughs> You're cute, honey. Had enough for one. You had enough for three. Well, food's good for the soul. Yeah, for everything but the figure. Yeah, nothing wrong with yours, sweetheart. <laughs> See anything in the shops downtown that was good enough for you? Oh, lots of things, Blackie, but they were all so expensive. Oh, so what? They don't cost a lot. They aren't worth anything at all. Uh, here. Here's a couple of hundred. Get started with that. Oh, Blackie, thank you so much. Yeah, I was sure lucky to meet you almost the very day I came to town. Uh, you know, <laughs> after you spoke to me, I still couldn't believe you were Boston Blackie. Why not? Well, you look so different from the pictures I've seen in the newspapers. Oh, those pictures? <laughs> You don't think I'd let the newspapers get hold of decent pictures of me, do you, baby? <laughs> oh, I'm not that dumb. Now, <laughs> <I'll>, uh, <clears throat> look, baby, I got work to do. Uh, suppose you run on downtown, do a little shopping, and then call me at my apartment, huh? <laughs> you know the phone number? No, I don't. Well, I'll write it down for you. What time should I call? Uh, late in the afternoon, say about five. Huh. <laughs> here, here, here's the phone number. If there's no answer, look for me here at mealtime. I always eat here at Londo's. Thanks. What are you going to do today? going to be busy. Oh, I see. Doing what the papers say you've been doing? Huh? What do you mean? Well, there were a few hints in the columns this week about you and those uh, horse room robberies. You don't say. <laughs> the columns just hinted, Blackie. They didn't come right out and say you were the one. Well, I didn't see the columns this week. Well, maybe I'll have to catch up on my columns and with a few columnists. Look, uh, don't phone me at five, baby. You better make it around seven. Oh, why so late, Blackie? Well, I have a special job to do this afternoon. A very special reason to get my hands on a lot of money. 
The teletype says there's been a horse room holdup, Sergeant. Uh, yes, Inspector Faraday. That's why I phoned you. The flash came in a minute ago, and the details are coming in now. Yeah? There's something about Boston Blackie. Blackie, huh? And he yelled he was robbed last night. What does the teletype say? Never mind, I'll oh. read it. Oh. It says, betting room, 1119 Elm Street. Robbed at 318 this afternoon by masked and armed bandit who got away with an undetermined amount of cash after killing Joey Hester, bookmaker, of same address. The killer escaped, but his identity is known. Before the killing, he boasted that he was Boston Blackie. I can't believe it, Inspector Faraday. You can't, and I don't want to. Well, there's something crazy here. Blackie himself was robbed last night, wasn't he? Mm, so he said. And when he said he wanted help, I believed him and had the detective bureau investigate. Oh. oh, there's the end of the dispatch, Inspector. It's the end of more than that, Sergeant. I see what's happened. Blackie couldn't wait for the police to find the man who robbed him. That was charity money he lost, $20,000 of it. So he couldn't wait for us to find it. He had to go out and try to get it back by himself. And Blackie really did hold up that bookmaker's. Yeah, and killed that bookie. Huh. Sergeant? Uh, yes, sir? This is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But get on that teletype and send out a flash to pick up Boston Blackie. Dead or alive. <laughs> And now, back to Boston Blackie. A thief who boasts he is Boston Blackie successfully robbed several bookmaking establishments. Afraid to go to the police for obvious reasons, one bookmaker tries to get even with Blackie by robbing him. In the loot taken from Blackie is $20,000, money belonging to a charity for which Blackie has promised to buy a children's home. Following this... Another bookmaker is robbed, and a bookie killed. The thief again brags that he is Blackie, and Inspector Faraday orders his men to capture Blackie, dead or alive. As we return to our story, Blackie is about to report on the missing money to the charity organization. And now, ladies and gentlemen... Here is a report on the purchase of the Manchester Charities Building by Mr. Boston Blackwell. One moment, please. One moment. As you know, Boston Blackie has been doing charity work of all kinds on his own, oh, for a great number of years. Now I want him to acquaint you with the work he has done for us. Mr. Boston Blackwell. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Martin, and ladies and gentlemen. You were generous to give me credit for my interest in charity, but you all know that Mrs. Martin gave me $20,000 of this organization's money with which I was to buy a place for homeless children. And you did it too, didn't you, Blackie? No, I'm sorry to have to report that I haven't purchased the property. Blackie, why haven't you bought the home? The man said he had to have the money by midnight tonight. Wasn't the $20,000 enough? It was quite enough, Mrs. Martin. But I didn't have the money. But I have a receipt proving I gave it to you. You did give it to me, Mrs. Martin. I don't deny that. But I don't have the money. It was stolen. But, Blackie, the police... The police, Mrs. Martin, don't believe it was stolen from me, I'm sure. In fact, they have other ideas about me. But I have until midnight to buy that house, and I'll have the money by then. Well, you'd better, or we'll be forced to turn you over to the police. Don't bother, Mrs. Martin. If I don't recover that money and buy that house, I'll turn myself over to the police. Hey, 
600 on Queenie in the 60. You nuts, that race was over 10 minutes ago, and Queenie ran out. Hey, Pete. Pete. Yeah, Carl. Come here, Pete. Grab this stone. Take it in the boss. It's getting to be too much sleeve lying around loose. Sure. You're having a nice day with the suckers, huh? Every day's a good day, as long as there are guys who think they can beat the horses. Get that door into the boss, huh? Oh, sure. Sorry, I don't mean to be slow, but a lot of money makes me nervous. When I'm nervous, I'm slow. That's all right. Oh, uh, excuse me, Mr. Haynes. Oh, come on in, Pete. Well, take for the day doesn't look bad. Now, have a peanut? Uh, no, no thanks, Mr. Haynes. They don't agree with me. Oh, it's too bad. You don't know what you're missing. Um, just put the money on the desk here. I'll put it in the safe after I come. Um, sure you don't want a peanut? No, no thanks. Okay. I see where our friend Blackie didn't learn a very good lesson from you, Pete. Yeah, I heard the bad tidings. He not only took a lot of hard-earned cash, but I understand he left Joey Hester deceased. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to. Just relax, you two. Nobody's going to get hurt. Of course, it's a stick-up again. This is getting monotonous, huh? Yeah, and I know who's behind that mask, too. Our friend Boston Blackie. Good guess, Haynes. Now I'll just take that I hate dough. to do this to you, Blackie. Pete, you fool, don't reach for your gun. Just... Most brave guys are dead, aren't they? Okay, Haynes, now I'll take your money. Go ahead, take it. Take the whole place if you want to. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, but not you're going where you think. <laughs> <laughs> the phone. I can only manage to get to the telephone. Operator. Get me the police. Sergeant, I've been shot by Boston Blackie. Hello. And all my Hello. life, I Hello. tried to be so nice and polite to everybody, too. You know, Faraday, it seems to me that I'm in this office of yours almost every day. I must like it here. Blackie, this is not the time to fool around. You're in trouble, and you know it. Yes, I know it. And what's worse than that, I know it. When you know anything, that's news, Faraday. But as usual, you're wrong. I didn't rob those bookies, and I didn't kill anybody. Somebody's impersonating me. Will you stop trying to be funny? Faraday, that's the truth. You ought to know it. Look, Blackie, will you quit acting so innocent? This is tough enough as it is. I don't like any part of it. Well, I don't either. Especially this part. But, Faraday, I can prove what I'm saying. Give me a few hours' time. Nothing doing. I've heard that one before. Please, Faraday, just a few hours. No. Five hours. No. Four. No. Three. No, no, I said. Well, all right. Look, um, I have to go into the next office in a minute. Go ahead, I don't care. Well, you better be here when I get back, you understand? Yeah. I understand. Yeah, and I want you to understand this, too. If you're not here when I get back, don't forget I can pick you up in, say, uh, two hours. And what's more, I will. Uh, 
Uh-oh, the phone. Okay, okay. Hello. Hello, Blackie? Yes? This is Jane. Who? Jane. Jane Powers. You told me to call you at seven. I did? Blackie, what's the matter with you? Don't you remember? Well, um, uh, so much has happened today that I... Uh, who'd you say this was? Jane. Oh, Jane. Well, why didn't you say so? I did. You did? Yes. Well, the connection must have been bad. I I didn't hear you. I, I was hoping you'd call. Well, you asked me to. Oh, that's right. I did. Well, I'm glad you remembered something. You know, the funny thing about that paper with your phone number on it, though, the one you gave me in the restaurant today, uh-huh. I thought I wasn't going to be able to call you. Uh, why not? I lost the piece of paper, but I got your number from information. Wasn't I smart? Oh, I'm getting pretty smart myself. Where can I meet you? Well, do you think it's safe for us to meet? I mean, with the police and... Well, it isn't safe for me to go wandering around the streets, but I'm not far from the public library. Will it be safe for us to meet there? Yes, if we don't meet in the reading room. Uh, tell you what. I'll meet you on the west side of the library between the second and third partition. All right. At what time? Uh, between eight and nine. Between the second and third partition. Jane? Yes. How did you know my name? You were supposed to meet Boston Blackie here? You're not Boston Blackie. Uh, No, I'm not, Jane. That is, uh, not the Boston Blackie you know. I don't understand. Well, let's see, uh... Blackie sent me to bring you to him. Oh, well, in that case, that's different. Where is he? At home or at the restaurant? Which do you think? Well, he never wanted me to know where he lived. I've always met him at Londo's restaurant. Well, let's go then. But uh, first to a telephone. Telephone? Why? I have to call a friend. A friend named Faraday. There's your Boston Blackie. Mm, it's an improvement. He always eats in this restaurant. He's the man sitting at that second table there by the wall. How did I ever get mixed up like this? Never mind. You stay here with Faraday, Jane, like a good girl, and nothing will happen to you, just as we promised. Okay. Blackie, are you sure you want to go over there and grab that guy alone? I've got the place surrounded by cops, but... I have a personal interest in this guy, Faraday. And you may be just a little too impersonal about the way you treat a killer. Let me have two minutes with him, and then you can have him for the rest of his life. Go to it. And that won't be for long, either. Go ahead. Thanks. Mind if I sit down at your table? No, go ahead. Thanks. Rather crowded in here, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. You know, your face is rather familiar. Do I know you? No. Oh, uh, oh, but I'm sure I do. I think you know me, too. Never saw you before. No? I'll bet you know my name. Never heard it. Oh, yes, you have. You've used it. Huh? My name is Boston Blackie. That's your name, too, isn't it? I hey, don't fall for the table. No, but you fall for this. You mean you will. Oh, yeah, you punk. Ow, ow. 
Come on and get him, Faraday. Okay. Everything he has is yours. With the exception of a, a few dollars, I imagine. Yeah. I think he ought to pay his check. Even though he's checked out. Nice mess we're making of that guy's room, Blackie. I think he told the truth when he said the loot was stashed here. Yep, Barney. And here it is. All of it? Yeah, we'll have to count it. It'll take hours to do it. Phew, that's some pile of money. The whole wall must be full of it. Uh-huh, and don't forget, 20,000 of it is mine. Or it would be Boston Blackie. admits he robbed Haynes, the bookie, and killed Pete. And it was Pete who robbed me. I know you got 20,000 coming, dear. You'll get it. And those kids will get their home, too, huh? Uh-huh. Say... Did you ever find out why that guy called himself Boston Blackie? Yeah, it was in his confession. He planned on leaving town after he was through here, and he thought if he used your name, the bookies themselves would get you if we didn't. Kind of cute, wasn't he? Well, that girl of his, that Jane, she was cute. She was dumb. Same thing. Cute, dumb. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't say that, Faraday. You wouldn't? No. For instance, you're not cute.
That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.